Welcome to New York Institute of Technology's podcast, The Scope. Produced by the College of Osteopathic Medicine, our episodes focus on the medical school experience and how it helps shape future physicians. Learn about exciting new health and wellness initiatives, cutting-edge medical research and technology, and how to effectively navigate medical school. We are excited to have you join us. Good evening. My name is Marnie Wolkoff, a fourth-year medical student at the New York Institute of Technology, College of Osteopathic Medicine. As today's podcast host, I am excited to speak with this incredible panel of medical students. Today's discussion will focus on helpful ideas and insights for keeping a healthy life balance post-pandemic as it relates to family, friends, recreation, and academics. Please welcome our medical student panel. Hi, everyone. My name is Amy Patel. I am an LMS2 at NYITCOM, and I'm the current SGA First Vice President. Hi, everyone. My name is Kim Fisiglione. I'm a third year, just finished, rising fourth year, and I'm the SGA President. Hi, everyone. I'm David Sherlock. I am an almost graduated fourth year, and I am the fourth year class treasurer. Thank you all for joining us today. I'd like to jump straight into our conversation and ask the group, what challenges, if any, have you experienced in trying to adapt to a new norms in your life post pandemic? Kim, do you wanna start us off? Yeah, thanks Marnie. I was laughing a little when you said, if any, because I don't think there is a single person on this planet who hasn't had challenges with adjusting to the post pandemic. And we're still kind of in it, but I think at this point, a lot of us are pretending that it's not happening anymore. Um, but it's definitely been challenging along the way. And it's so funny to see how it shifted. Like in the beginning, you couldn't see your friends at all. No one was leaving the house. I was wearing a mask on walks around my neighborhood. Um, and we were doing Zoom and FaceTiming our friends to hang out with them. And now it's we're shifting back in like, hey, do you want to go out to dinner next weekend? And hey, let's hang out at my house. So definitely it was challenging when we couldn't go in person and we were only connecting with people via technology. I'm really loving the transition back so far because that was definitely a struggle. It was hard for all of us to not be able to actually see and hug our friends and our family. Would anyone like to share some of the changes that you had to make to your everyday life since the beginning of the pandemic? I know Kimberly just mentioned you know, a couple of changes, but would anyone else like to add? David, how about you go? Sure. Um, I think that a big question has been like, not only just like vaccination status, like, oh, they're just making sure that the group of people you're going with are taking appropriate precautions. But I found myself asking people like, oh, like, are you safe? Like when you go out, like, do you wear a mask in public settings still? Do you like, have you had any recent, recent exposures? I feel like I am constantly putting on like the doctor hat and be, like asking those the questions that I would ask like patients but mainly from like my own benefit of like keeping myself safe like I like Kim said I think we are trying to push past the pandemic and forget that we're in one but at the same time like I always have in the back of my head ask the question just so that you know so that way if you're going into the space you can be as protected as possible or just throw caution to the wind and move on. I'm going to add on to what David said. I think 
there's been a lot of also questioning about whether or not you should go to now events and big group gatherings and things like that. Now that things have started to open up and friends and family are holding weddings that haven't happened or meeting up with people or going on trips and things like that, just like doing a lot of self-introspection, asking like myself if I'm okay going there versus, you know, who I'm okay being in groups with. I think that's definitely been something that I didn't think about uh, post-pandemic, but definitely is a normal part of pre-pandemic life, but is now part of post-pandemic life. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's been interesting to see the shift. People are very divided and people have been divided throughout the pandemic, but now people are either acting one way or they're acting like the pandemic is still happening. And it's kind of hard as we're future medical professionals and I'm in the hospitals now and I'm asking myself like, where should I be on this spectrum? Is it okay for me to go somewhere without a mask? I still don't feel comfortable yet. I'm going to the airport tomorrow. And my mom said to me, oh, you don't have to wear a mask on the plane anymore. And I gasped, I was like, mom, I'm gonna wear the mask on the plane. So I'm going to be looking around to see tomorrow who's not wearing their mask, what precautions are people taking, who's still kind of nervous about it. I feel like we're all walking on eggshells, like don't really know what to happen. We're cautiously optimistic, but I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. It's so funny that you bring up like you're going on a plane tomorrow. I just went to Illinois to visit my friend and I flew out on the day that the mask mandate was lifted. So it was just like such a strange feeling to like see 90% of the airport just like take it off. And I'm sitting there with my N95 being like, no, I'm just going to breathe my own air for the next four hours and move on. So like you said, Kim, it's like very polarizing. People are on other ends of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, you just got to do what you're comfortable with and live that life. How did you feel getting on a plane for the first time? I flew a year ago for a wedding and even then it was interesting to see like the environment like everybody wearing masks this time around it wasn't really that big a deal I was thinking like the entire time like oh they don't care at all that like everybody around them isn't wearing a mask I think a lot of people are very much like hey whatever but I'm gonna wear my mask I think you should wear your mask too (laughs) It's just interesting because I never thought about getting on a plane and now I'm nervous. I'm like, what's going to happen? What am I going to be exposed to? So I'm interested to see that tomorrow. You'll be fine. Going off of this conversation, which I think is great because I also recently flew. I'm flying with Kimberly tomorrow. We both have a conference. When you guys return from these trips and just in general, if you're seeing family or friends or you know that you're going to be with people who might be considered high risk, do you find yourself testing more often with these at-home tests that, you know, we hopefully have? David? Yeah, so like uh, I mentioned that I went to Illinois last week. I was visiting a friend who just bought a house and she has an eight-month-old baby. So this was the second time I was going to see him since he was born. Um, So I tested like three times with the at-home tests in the days leading up and then got a PCR because i don't want to ever be in a situation where I put somebody else at risk. And so like I did that for like my own peace of mind. The mother didn't ask me to. I just, this is what I thought I had to do. And then coming back, although I felt completely safe in my choices, like I changed at the airport. I didn't wear like my plain clothes home or to the baby or whatever. So I took every step necessary to make sure it was safe. But I still am hesitant to like 
immediately go and meet up with my other friends that are home because I haven't been home long enough to confidently say, oh no, I'm not sick. I, I don't have any symptoms. So got two more days of that. I think after coming back from trips or seeing people and just being even in my own house and having somebody immunocompromised there, like my grandmother lives with us, I find myself in my own home, like kind of staying away for the next few days after I have been somewhere, just kind of keeping my distance and trying to be safe. I think it's just become like a subconscious thing now. I don't even really like actively think about it. It's just something that's come into practice now. So that's been interesting. So I know we were just talking about, you know, all the precautions that we're currently taking and how life is starting to get back to a a new normal, I would say. But are there any positives that have come out of the height of the pandemic for you or the most recent past when things were starting to open up a little bit? Amy, do you want to start us off? Sure. I started to keep a gratitude journal. I don't think it's something that I did in the past. I like would write in my journal a few times here or there for like significant life events, but I was consciously writing about things that I was thankful for. I think right after the peak of the pandemic, just because I felt like I needed that bit of mindfulness and awareness. And it's just been something that's been nice to continue into the everyday. It brings a little bit of positivity and happiness into like the little things. That's what life is about, the joys, the tiny little joys in life. So it's been something that I really enjoyed and hopefully I can keep continuing on even with (laughs) uh, clinical rotations around the corner. I've been meaning to gratitude journal and I always recommend it to people and then I just never do it. But I really like that you said that life is about the little joys because I feel like that was all we had during the pandemic was looking at the sunset and saying, what a beautiful sunset today and taking a walk and saying that tree is so gorgeous and the air is so fresh today. I feel like it made us be more present in our lives and with our families when we were able to spend time with them and talk to them because that was kind of all you had. You really saw the value of time, especially so many of us lost loved ones and you just really started to hold people closer and get closer have those deep conversations with people and get to enjoy the little things like the beautiful scenery. And definitely on Long Island, we have a lot of that here. So I've been loving that during the pandemic. I just loved every day looking at the sunset and those little joys that when we were out all the time and you were always go, go, go and never home, then you didn't get to see the sunset every day. But when we were home during the pandemic, you did get to. So I've loved that. And I've tried to keep up with that. I always try and see the sunset wherever I am. I also think like a consequence of the pandemic that I really like is social distancing. Now I think it's ingrained in everyone's head just to be a little more spaced out and distanced from everyone. And that's been phenomenal. I'm all about having my own boundaries. I didn't get sick for two years because everyone was so everyone was so much more conscious of their hand washing and who they were sneezing in front of and the masks I didn't get sick for two years I forgot what it was like it was amazing I literally had my page rotation obviously during COVID you guys did as well but it was notorious that you would get sick on your page rotation with some crazy like virus that you wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise and I sailed through that block so easily so healthy you know, yeah, I did. I did fine. 
I would like to second everything you all said. I actually got my first cold recently in over two and a half years and it hit me like a train. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Another positive, if I could add that I took from this pandemic was, it was a, touched on a little bit by Kim and I think Amy is that I went on a lot more walks and I really enjoyed my outside time and they were like my mental health walks basically. And I would walk a couple of miles around my town and it was very relaxing and calming. And for people who know me, they know, especially during a, you know, dedicated study and my rotations that I'm very academically crazy and I don't take much time for myself. So it was really something uh, new and exciting and relaxing to do. That's one positive I took from this. And I want to lead into this next question. Is there anything that you missed from your pre-pandemic life that you're no longer able to do? And if so, how have you adjusted? Kim, how about you start us off? I think just not having to think about have I, where have I been? Am I able to go see this person? Should I take a test first? I think that's an added stressor. I have been doing things like I went to a Yankee game last week and I've just went to a restaurant for dinner. So I am going out more and more, but then there's always that thought in the back of your head, like, what if I get sick? What if I get COVID and I have to isolate? What if I want to go visit my grandmother and I can't do it? So I would say just the not having to think about it. I missed that. Yeah, I completely agree. Like in the days leading to my trip, I like said no to countless plans with people because I didn't want to risk it. Like there's the the aspect of not wanting to be sick at all, but then it's also, well, I poured like time and money into planning this trip and I really want to see these people. Do I risk it just to see someone that I could see in two weeks anyway? That level of having to juggle like your priorities of like what is more important, this immediate like gratification thing or something that you really planned for? Yes, both very important things, especially looking into the future. I'm sure that we will all be taking, you know, more precautions when visiting our friends and family, especially since we're all working in the hospital now, you know, while cases might be decreasing, it's still a risk, especially in our profession. I wanted to end the podcast with this last question and ask you guys what hopes you have for the future. And are you hopeful for the next couple of months, the next couple of years, or way far down the line and we might not even be thinking about it? What What are your guys' thoughts on that? Based off of how things are going, I definitely am hopeful. It seems like more things are opening up. It seems like we're getting back to as close a, a pre-pandemic norm as we possibly can. kind of seems like COVID is going to become like the next flu, um, where it's kind of there. We take the precautions that we need to against it we're kind of just living life and it's also part of life as it is. And we just keep going. But I think being hopeful is just the way that we have to be, or at least that's the way I feel like I have to be. I mean, not to be like cynical, but this happens all the time. Like if you look at history, there's like giant pandemic all the time, like at every juncture of history. And I mean, we came out of this one pretty unscathed comparatively which is great. Thank God for the advancements and like technology and vaccines and whatnot. I feel like we have to just realize that this can happen and this does happen all the time. You can't just live for 
those moments, you have to just expect that it could happen and learn to adjust. I think this conversation has been extremely productive and one that I can see benefiting a lot of our listeners. You know, the past couple of years have been very hard as someone who serves as a national clinical education representative to the Council of Osteopathic Student Government Presidents, seeing how this has affected so many students across the entire United States, the comms, their social lives. It's, of course, very universal and everyone's affected and everyone's taking precautions as they need, but everyone's also very hopeful. And I love that you guys are saying that as well. We're all very hopeful for the future, especially with the advances in medical technology. And like David said, vaccinations. And Amy said, we really just have to be hopeful. There's no point in just sitting here and being scared and upset about what is currently going on. Things have turned for the better since the start in 2020. If you remember where we were basically a little over two years ago and look at where we are now, I only see this improving and I really hope that that's the case, but I want to thank you all so much for this incredible conversation and for sharing these important insights, ideas, and the experiences that you guys have had. It is our hope that our discussion today will lead to additional important conversations for medical students as they continue making positive advances in identifying their best personal balance for joyfully managing life experiences and responsibilities. We thank all of our listeners for joining today.